All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Game Plan NFL Week 4 Daily Fantasy Football and Betting Angles Breakdown. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek from DFS Army. I've got my man, John Statsational Alessia from Sharp App over here, and we're going to go through the entire NFL Week 4 slate of games from a Daily Fantasy and Betting Angles perspective. Let's do this. All right, John, we are back for another week of daily fantasy football and NFL betting week four. Um, coming off a really interesting week three where, um, you know, it, it was interesting to see what won tournaments. The tournament winning lineup, NFL week three. Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, the beast. Manuel Sanders, just Manny being Manny. That triple stack was what took it down. So... We had another week where, um, you know, one of the things I think we said on the show last week was always play Josh Allen, even if the game doesn't look good. And we got a game like that this week where it doesn't look that good, but so what? Always play Josh Allen. A um, lot, of, lot of interesting games. So the way the format works for this one, uh, we are going to go through the entire NFL week four slate of games. We're going to focus on a core four. I've got a bonus fifth game that I'm interested in. And then we'll breeze through some of the rest looking for betting and DFS angles. John, how are you feeling about this week? I'm pumped up, man. I feel pretty good, but uh, got a little bit of an early start. So sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad, but I feel like I'm prepared here. I'm ready to go. You're, you're ready crushing lineups on 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 Thursday? Yeah, you know, baseball's kind of winding down. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not doing much baseball right now, so I dove in a little bit early on the uh, on the football. So let's get it done, man. Let's get someone. Let's get someone a big win out there this week. We we had a really sweet winner last week on the showdown, 40K on FanDuel. Very unusual. Really hard to take down what is essentially close to a solo FanDuel showdown contest. Like, that never happened. So, yeah, we'll keep it going. We had a bunch of nice winners um, last week. Actually, had a lot of really good winners in the style of contest that I like to play. Not so much your style, but the style of contest I like to play. Those five 700 entry contests. Um, I personally came within, uh, I came in eighth place on my handcraft last week, just one of the uh, FanDuel Fantasy Championships, came in second with that same lineup in a 90-person contest. That was a nice little win. And and it's what I talk about all the time. There is a great path to making money in DFS. As you know, you're the, listen, you're, you know, number 10 player in the world, number nine, number eight, top 10, mass multi-entry specialist. And that's an incredible skill set we talk about all the time. You know, you're going to lose a lot. You got to be used to it. But, um, you know, there's, an, there's a lot of money to be made in handcrafting a really good lineup as well. So that's what we're going to focus on here. And before we get into it, John, I want to talk about our sponsor for today, one of our sponsors, Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports. We've been talking about them every single week. Owner's Box is basically um, a DraftKings slash FanDuel style game where they've added Superflex into the mix. So you get rid of the defense, you get rid of the kicker, and now we can double correlate over there with two quarterbacks um, in our NFL lineup. But, you know, and that's awesome. But the thing I like about it, John, is, and, and what I've enjoyed, two things. Number one, and I know you love free money too, the overlay has been ridiculous on their on their big NFL contest every single week. Like crazy. 
And, you know, it's not, it's three quarters full at best. And the other thing is because they're overlaying, essentially everybody who's on the platform has been getting a code for a free $10 entry to that contest every single week. So even if you just signed up there and never put in a deposit, you could have been playing this contest every week. They give you 10 bucks. It's a crazy overlay contest. It's the freest money that is available in DFS right now. Everybody wants to know how to build up their bankroll. That's a pretty good way. Yeah, when a site is is overlaying and giving you free money, you got to go play there. So if you check the link in the description below, um, go sign up at Owner's Box and you use promo code Drew9. When you sign up, if you haven't done this already, just go do it. Um, and you use promo code Drew9. They give you that. They give you that another entry. That's the first one for this week's contest. And based on my experience so far with them this season, they'll send you a second one this week because the contest won't be filled. To try to fill it up. So you'll get basically probably two entries into the big 100K contest overlay with no sharks, no optimizer available to help. This is a very winnable contest, guys. Go check this out. The, the link is in the in the description of this video and use promo code Drew9 when you sign up there. You got to use the link because, quite honestly, they support the, the podcast and we want you to we want them to keep doing that. It's a good thing. So, all right, let's get into it. NFL week four, the core four. All right. The first game that you and I have identified in the core four for week four Browns, Vikings, two point spread, 51 and a half point total. Now, John, the Browns are, are a pretty good team defensively, and I'm actually a little surprised. You think that this over-under, this total, could it be a little high for this style of game with a, at least one pretty good defense in the mix, plus a, a Browns team that is very comfortable slowing the game down and running the football? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not as high on the, on the Cleveland defense as everybody else is. Uh, I mean, last week was just, you know, <laughs> was it was a mess, and I guess we'll get to that. We'll get to that team at some point here today, but um, we'll find out how good this defense is this week because Minnesota has been really good on offense. I mean, Minnesota's putting up points and they're putting up points, not necessarily on the ground. You know, we kind of think of Minnesota as a defensive team that runs the ball. That's really not the case. I mean, this is a team that, that that's throwing the ball. So I think the 51 is reflecting the fact that I think Minnesota's playing a little bit more up-tempo. Um, I, you know, I think Cleveland's going to be able to score in this game as, uh, as well. So I don't know if, the, if that line is necessarily, um, off, let's say. So the two and a half, this, or the two, two and a half, that's kind of where this line's been the entire week. Um, even the opening line last week, the look ahead line. So, uh, yeah, I don't love Cleveland. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down on Cleveland on the year. I think we're going to get to know, we'll, we'll, we'll know a little bit more about Cleveland, after this week, I'll be curious to see just how good the defense is. I see you got my my power ranking numbers up and then the projections for the week. So we're looking at, you know, quite a bit of offense there. I am actually unsure if that's going to hold true. I don't know if Cleveland will throw for as much yardage um, as you think. And I'll tell you from a DFS standpoint, I actually I like the tight end. For, I like uh, Cleveland's tight end position more so Hooper. than the wide receiver position. Um, so, you know, Joku, Hooper. Yeah, I you know the, the, now it's a question of which one. I think it's Hooper, but 
I think I think that's where you're looking. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. There's no doubt about that, right? So they're going to run the ball really well against Minnesota. And I think if you're playing Baker, look to look to pair him up with the tight ends. Now on the Minnesota side, I think it's just, you know, yes, they run the ball well, and even without Cook, uh, but it wasn't like it wasn't ridiculous uh, numbers. So I would expect still that they're they're going to be able to pass the ball. They're going to throw the ball in Cleveland. I don't think the Cleveland defense, like I said, is quite as good as we think. So I think. We could have some game stacks in this game, and and like I said, don't be afraid to use the tight end on uh, on Cleveland, probably Hooper. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when you look at the the power ranking numbers here, I'm honestly a little bit surprised. Um, 170 yard predicted rushing yards for the uh, Browns, which is a lot. They are a running team, but that is a giant number this week um, in terms of for any team for rushing yards. It probably rivals. Baltimore, yeah, I mean, it's right up there with the you know the most aggressive running team in the league. Baltimore, all of these passing I mean, these numbers really do pretend for a serious shootout here. Three hundred two hundred eighty-five yards per team. Um, so there is some potential here um, if these numbers hold true for really just uh, explosive fantasy points game. It's going to take the defense for Cleveland just not playing well. We already know that Vikings play to high scoring games week after week after week. That is what the Vikings have been doing. Um, their defense, not very good. Um, obviously one nice thing about the Browns is they don't have a lot of running, uh, wide receiver talent. So, you know, Odell Beckham came back last week. I think he knocked some of the rust off, knocked the rust off last week. And, and I, I kind of like Odell and where his salary is for this week. It's hard to ever trust Odell. Um, you know what? I, in, in my notes for the week, one of the things I wrote is like, my biggest fear with Odell is just his durability. You know, you just kind of think like he's just coming back off an injury. And yeah, I get it. He played a full game last week. But, you know, am I ever going to be confident that he's going to be out there for an entire game, not getting hurt and coming off the field with something? I don't have like a strong confidence in that. He hasn't, you know, when a guy hasn't played in a long time, we saw it even with Christian McCaffrey, a game or two back. And then, boom, the, the hammy gets sprained like some other thing happens. I'm not super confident in his um, ability to last through an entire game but on the minnesota side i think dalvin cook will be back here i think he will play this week so both of the running games i think are of interest here and of course uh, i just i'm a justin jefferson guy through and through so i'm gonna be very interested in in jefferson maybe bring it back with odell that kind of approach in this one and i've never been much of a nick chubb uh truster but if ever, if ever Nick Chubb was going to have a good game, I mean, I think this is a pretty good spot for it, no? Yeah, there's no doubt, right? So Minnesota, you would expect that they're going to give up some um, some yardage here on the ground. They are subpar. Now, I put together – actually, I'm going to start tracking this. Um, similar to what you're looking at with the, with the power rank, you know how I look at it from a plus-minus standpoint, like how, how much over the um, the average of the team that you played against and how much under the team. So it sort of takes into account if you're playing really good teams, let's say uh, passing teams, and you don't give up nearly as much as they as they throw for, you're going to get credit for that. Well, I kind of did that. I did a breakdown of that for actual uh, points scored by position, fantasy points scored by position. You know, so when, when you oh, look nice. at, you know, Minnesota, we're talking about their defense. Um, their points against now against the running back is actually the running back and the, and the tight end are actually where they've given up the most points on average. Now, but if you look, 
you would think like the quarterback and the wide receivers because the, um, of the numbers that they've given up, but they play some pretty good team. You know, you played Seattle now, and then they played Arizona, two teams that have been putting up a, a ton of points. Um, and you know, and burrow with, with, uh, Cincinnati. So I'm not hundred percent confident that Mayfield's just going to throw the ball all over the, all over the, uh, the field against this team, but I do think they're going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, no, I like it. And I, I'm, I'm looking at your power ranking sheet, which by the way, DFS Army um, subscribers, you have access to the Statsational Power Rankings right over here on the NFL tab. This is for uh, DFS Army subscribers only, of course, NFL subs. So if you aren't subscribed and you're watching this, make sure to get over to DFS Army. Get yourself an NFL monthly. At the very least, it's 35 bucks a month. You get all these tools, domination station, everything you need. But um, in looking at this one here, it's interesting. Yeah, Cleveland for the season so far, you know, not a team that where you want to be targeting against them. So they've got a minus 45 uh, offense minus defense. And it looks like, you know, as much as we want to knock them, I mean, defensively, they've been better than average so far this year. It's tough because, you know, it's there was that game against Justin Fields and I don't know what to make of it, but, you know, they've been pretty decent so far. Yeah, definitely decent. So, but I think, you know, we're going to get, we're going to learn a lot more about a lot of teams this week. You know, we get to that week four or five. That's when we, the data, you know, we're just starting to be able to rely on some data for this year. So we'll see. There we go. Um, And Nick, we will be back with a separate showdown breakdown about 4 p.m. tonight with the showdown breakdown crew. So we will be talking about tonight's game um, later today. All right, let's move on. John, game number two on the core four. Need to make a core four transition. So we had one. Core four. No, it just says just it's just a transition. All right. All right. The second game we've picked out this week: Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers. Battle of the NFC West. Um, NFC West, John. Best division in football. Yeah, I mean, we it's nothing that we didn't think coming in. Um, I mean, you and I did that show on the, on the future. Yeah, it was hard we to talk about that. It was hard yeah, to we pick said, one. Exactly. And that's why I kind of took Arizona, um, as a, as a long shot play there, because I thought all those teams were pretty close. So I'll take the team that's plus 600 with a pretty good quarterback to win that division. Now I still don't think they're going to win the division, but I like the price at plus 600. Also on serious radio, they asked me who was going to win the Super Bowl. I said, I said, give me, give me the Rams. So right now after that week, it's early. But they certainly look pretty good in the NFC right now. Uh, that Rams team—they're they're clicking on offense for sure. Um, but yeah, this this is another—you know—all these games are going to be good within this division. Uh, San Francisco is a little bit different style, maybe than the other teams in this division. But um, I love—I I like watching these these matchups. I think the line, like I said, I think it opened at about two and a half, and it's and it's pretty much stayed there. So we haven't seen a ton of movement. Um, I guess some places you could get. You could get a three um, on this game, but it's more, it depends on uh, the juice. So you're getting minus three even. You'll pay a little juice to get that three with Seattle. Of course, inside the sharp app, you got, you, you'll get all the lines on, on that. Yeah. You, I mean, number one, let's, let's, th- this is a great point to remind people that part of the deal with the sharp app is you're going to be able to shop these kind of lines. Um, so make sure you download sharp app and, you know, as a bonus, you get John's breakdowns, his bet of the day over there. It's crazy. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you get this? It's John's free bet of the day. 
every it's been crushing. But um, yeah, notice the difference here. You could pay two and a half or you could pay three. And, uh, you know, that handle is huge. So just whichever book you're choosing in this spot will make all the difference in the world in that scenario. So um, obviously, if you're <laughs> if you're on the 49er side of this, it's really important to get the two and a half, not the three. A hundred percent. You know, those are the key numbers, three, four, seven, ten. Um, so if you can get off of the if you can get off the three and get the minus two and a half, if you like the the uh, favorite here, if you like the San Fran side, it's important and, and, and vice versa. So, yeah, this this figures to be a game again, 52, 51 and a half total um, that we're going to like tight spread. We like that as well for a shootout. Am I that confident, though? on in, in San Francisco maybe to live up to their end of the of, of the bargain um I think I think we're going to be okay here so I think this is a game I think this is a uh, a game that we can game stack um pretty I, I wouldn't say safely but it's one of the ones I like more than uh more than some of these other games on the slate and I think San Francisco is going to be able to run the ball here as well so that's always tricky trying to figure out what that running situation is going to be. But I think we can game stack this one. Yeah, I, I, I like a lot about this game. Russell Wilson still hasn't had a blow up game this season, but, you know, he's been pretty consistent outside of last week. Seattle's defense has been pretty consistently mediocre as well, which I think is a, a, a big plus for us. As far as as far as this game goes, last week we saw sort of the reemergence of Brandon Ayuk as a usable weapon in the 49ers offense, but Debo Samuel remained the, the primary and they mixed in um, George Kittle, which I think will happen more this week. So in watching San Francisco last week, they clearly did not trust Trey Sermon in pass protection. So you saw Kyle Juszczyk in there in the game in all passing down situations. Juszczyk is, is a limited player. I mean, he's great. Listen, he's a cult player. We all use check. We all, for some reason, we all love the, the, the guys with the, the the fullback with the Polish sounding name. I mean, come on, we love that shit. Um, you know, the white guy with the from the Eastern Europe. I don't know why. Why are they all named that? I don't know. It's weird. But we love these guys, right? Um, as turds on showdowns. But in in the context of this game, it the fact that they're not playing Trey Sermon I, on passing downs. I just think overall it's going to lead to more passing to the wide receiver and tight ends for the 49ers. So we saw George Kittle finally have a nice little game last week, finally sort of get get some looks. Now let me go and see if I could find um, this one on the matchup sheet. But we saw, we saw some of that happening last week. I, I expect we'll see more of that. I really like George Kittle here. Um, Debo Samuel's still a little priced up in DFS. Brandon Ayuk priced down. We can go there. And Tyler Lockett kind of banged up his knee. I don't know what his situation is, but I think it gives us a little clarity to maybe lean again to DK Metcalf in this spot. So the stacks just set them up, set themselves up really nicely. You can pair up, uh, you know, a Russ Metcalf, you know, Kittle combination. DraftKings actually dropped the price on Kittle because that game took place, I think, um, as a night game after. Let me go to the projections that that um, we have here. But that that it was a night game that took place after I think the salaries were kind of set in place. So we got George Kittle now sub 6K on DraftKings, which is a good price for George Kittle. You know, this guy was just below Travis Kelsey earlier in the season. So 
we're kind of coming down a little bit. Um, we're, we're kind of coming down a little bit on George Kittle. Makes me, makes me interested. All right. So, you know, power ranking number don't look great. Yeah. So I think a lot of that's again. So we're looking at the tail half, the way the, the rankings are right now, we're looking at the last four games plus playoffs of last year. And then we're double weighting the first three games of this year. Um, we go to the 20. Yeah. But even with all that, I think that's a fair measure. I like, I think I wouldn't make excuses for it. I think that's a very fair measure. And, um, you know, the power rankings don't show some explosion of uh, offense here. Now, I will say that Seattle has been the worst team so far this year against the running backs. That's not a good that's not a good formula coming in um, from well, that Derrick Henry game is going to skew things a little bit. It is. Yeah, it is. But. You got to you, you've got to look at a team that likes to run the ball they could take the air out of the ball in this game and just kind of pound it down Seattle's throat. I, I don't think um, Seattle really can can stop the run all that well. And, you know, obviously Derrick Henry went ballistic. But is this, is this Trey Sermon breakout week? It it could be. You know, you get nervous in DraftKings when he, if he's not going to be in there in passing situations. You know, you, you get nervous they threw on to that. him. It was weird. They, they did throw to him. Let me, let me. It's not that they didn't pass to him, so I was happy with that. I think they don't trust him in pass protection. Right. Now, that could change week over week. They could, you know, get more comfortable with the call. I, I, you know, you never know. This is one of those items where you can never tell. But he he got some targets. It's not that he didn't get thrown to. It's just you saw them clearly pulling him out of the game in, in situations where it, there were obvious passing situations. So it's like, all right, well, that's what they're doing. Okay. But, um, no, he was definitely in there. And, and I think some of that might just be the, the way that the 49ers – don't like to just have one guy in there the whole game. They just have never done that. So, and, and, and what's the Mitchell situation going to be? We don't know, right? Um, let's. I mean, yeah, you're right. That that's a that's a danger zone, right? We, I don't want any kind of practice limited capacity. So we'll have to figure out on that. I think that will be a massive danger zone if Mitchell is in there. I, I don't know that we'll be able to actually make a uh, an informed decision here as far as what to do. But if if no Mitchell. I'm going right back to Trey Sermon at 5K. I don't give. I, I don't care. I'm going right back to it. I love my cheap running backs, and there isn't a lot of value on the slate, at least as of Thursday. Have you seen? I mean, I, I don't want to get into spe site specific, but there isn't a lot of value on the slate as of Thursday. I didn't find much. Or no, scary value, really yeah. scary value. Yeah, I can do a quick look, but um, no, nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys down in that in that 5k range that you get a look at, but, um, you know, CEH. It's a scary value. I, yeah. I think that the, the terminology is correct. Like, and there's no, there's no, um, you know, there's no Alexander Madison freebie hanging out on FanDuel Like, like we had last week. So we'll see though, that, that changes. Chuba Hubbard is a little expensive. I was hoping it was going to be Chuba Hubbard. He's not there yet, but speaking of Chuba Hubbard, I think that game, is that one on our list? No. Should be. I believe it is. Mm, it's not Maybe a not. core four. It's not a core four. No. I was going to do a really fun transition to speaking of Chuba now, but it didn't work. It didn't work. All right. It let's happens. move on. So it game happens. number three on the core four. This is the game that I'm excited for this week. Cardinals, Rams, 
another NFC West elite team showdown. And here's what I love about the Rams. They are awesome across the board. Elite defense, maybe the best in the league. Cornerback in Jalen Ramsey, who we can count on to eliminate the best wide receiver from the opposing team on a week-over-week basis. That gentleman's name is DeAndre Hopkins. So now it gives us a little bit of clarity on the Cardinals side in terms of what they're going to do, which is throw to people that aren't DeAndre Hopkins. I like that. Um, Ram side, my goodness. Cooper Cup now raised up to the most expensive to a highest salary wide receiver on FanDuel and DraftKings. Elite wide receiver. They laughed at me in the preseason when I had Cooper Cup ranked 10th overall. They said, you don't know nothing. It's all right. He's on all my fantasy teams, but, you know, good for you. Thank you very much, Cooper Cup. He's the new Jordy Nelson. You like that? I went with Jordy Nelson, not Devontae Adams. I don't know why. Why'd I don't you know. do that? I don't, I don't know. That's that's what came to mind. I have no idea. But right. um, he's the new Jordy Nelson. But Robert Woods. I don't know what to do. I, I'm 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 curious as to your take here on Robert Woods and the disappointment because in the preseason, Robert Woods was often going ahead of Cooper Cup in drafts, and so now, oh how the mighty hath fallen! He's really cheap, Cup very expensive. Have we overreacted? And that that's something I really want your tournament mind to sort of clarify for us here. But a lot of fantasy goodness in this game. This is the one I'm particularly excited to to stack up particularly on the Rams side because my boy Matt Stafford is out here looking like a 25-year-old Matt Stafford, svelte, quick, running around, doing his thing. Apparently, apparently Matt Stafford was always really good. His team just was bad. Who knew? Stafford put, Stafford put up great fantasy numbers. He was always good, but so. but like they didn't win and – you know, I was talking to uh, some friends the other day about like, you know, Stafford made Kenny Galladay look like an elite wide receiver. And now what we're seeing with the Giants is Kenny Galladay probably kind of sucks. And and it turns out it was just he had an elite quarterback to make him look better maybe than he was. It, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we were mistaken about Kenny Galladay being a good player. I, I think what happened was Kenny Galladay had a great quarterback, which made him look good. I don't so, think we know who I don't I don't think we know who 95% of these guys whether 95% of these guys are good or not. It, it really depends on the system that you're playing in, the quarterback that you have, um, and then the you know the opportunities uh, given to you by by the coaching staff. So it's really that's the difference in in fantasy football as opposed to baseball, where baseball is pretty much your talent. That's it. It's mano a mano. Football, you get in the right situation, all of a sudden you become look at Mike Davis. The guy was a bum on several teams all of a sudden he goes to carolina and he becomes valuable right then so, he got paid and it's it's idiotic and and we see this with the running backs you're seeing it with uh you know zeke gets all this money for what tony pollock could do just as good a job and has um you know so paying running backs anyone who said even carol we'll get to that game with carolina but the, as far as this game goes yeah i like i said i like all these these uh nfc west matchups and they're becoming great fantasy matchups as well. Now you mentioned the Rams elite defense. They have not been an elite defense as of yet this season, right? So we'll see. They get another tough 
matchup on the offensive side. Arizona could put points up. Um, so I'm not that sure. You know, I'm, I'm not confident yet in the Rams being that elite of defense. Now, also what happens is if your offense starts overperforming, scoring a lot of points, your defense looks worse. And from a fantasy standpoint, we don't really care as long as the points are getting put up. But take note of that. I've, I've mentioned this several times. When Alex Smith was running San Francisco, they were an elite defense. When Cap took over, the defense was mediocre. And their scoring margin actually went down with Kaepernick as opposed to uh, with with Alex Smith. Not take away from Kaepernick. They were scoring a lot more. That's kind of what you, you, what you want your quarterback to do. But the defense becomes a little weaker. So if the Rams are going to score a lot more points, they're probably going to give up a lot more points as well. So don't be afraid. I I don't I, I like um I like Murray in this game. I like him with the with the um with stacks. Uh, I saw someone mention in the chat about running Murray out there naked. You can, but I certainly like game stacking this. And then you mentioned Cup um and Woods. Is Cup I I'm pretty much I'm pretty convinced that Cup's going to be his guy. But I think you do get some some leverage here by taking Woods in GPP type of plays. Um, so you'll probably get over where Cup should be. Just because that's the case doesn't mean that Cup's not going to go out there and get 40. Um, but I think you'll get some leverage if you want to switch to the Woods side of this game. If you took a Murray stack and then used Woods as the comeback, I can, I can get um, on board with that. I mean... You could the, the the salary, the the salary gap here. But if you look at Robert Woods, I mean, six targets, nine tar on games where they're scoring, you know. But yeah, it's going to swing back one of these games, and and you know, um, you'll you'll get. I, what I think about it is, listen, the the offense has not changed. I get that maybe Stafford kind of prefers Cooper Cup a little bit, but the offense has not changed. This is Sean McVay's offensive system that he's been running for many years and we've seen this player Robert Woods Bobby Bobby Trees in this offense for many years w there's no reason there's no real logical reason why his role would have diminished to some you know DeMarcus Robinson level um possession run run the 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 seven yard out like situation I, it just it's the same offense so I think that the the breakout game for, yeah, and Buffalo's talking about Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that guy, you want to go for a home run, I guess. That's, you know, he could definitely do it with just three targets. Um, but overall, I think Robert Woods at some point is going to have this breakout game. Cooper Cup has exploded in salary to the point where we almost can't play him. I don't know. I, I'm going to have a hard time pulling the trigger on Cooper Cup over Over Devontae Adams. It's Devontae Adams. Like, you know, it's gonna have it's gonna be hard to pull that trigger. Like, I, I don't I don't know that I can really justify it outside of game stacks. Of course, you know, if you're gonna play Matt Stafford, you want to play his guys and you're gonna mix it up. Um, but there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good names in this game that we can target just from both from both sides. Um, Cardinals with the with DeAndre Hopkins likely sort of blanketed by Jalen Ramsey, we can essentially expect targets to go to Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, even, you know, some other players like that. So we can actually bake into yeah, our I, expectations. I wanted to actually touch on Hopkins a bit here. I'm getting a little worried about Hopkins. In terms um, of his fantasy upside or yeah. health-wise? 
Yeah, no, no, no. But more, more the fantasy, um, the fantasy side, because I think they've got weapons now. Where Hopkins for years has really been the guy, the only guy, and now that you know, I, I think we have to be careful. Now he's gonna have, he's gonna have that game. This could be the game, but I don't think this is the game where we see the breakout. Um, so I think he's gonna get locked down once again this week. So when you're going for these Arizona stacks, I think you got to look elsewhere. And there's going to be points. They're going to get points. Murray's going to get points with his legs. We love that. You know, we love the quarterbacks who could run. So I do like the game stack, but I'd be careful with uh, taking Hopkins and paying up for him. He he cost me. I was in. I had a couple of really nice lineups with Allen um, last no, week. No, no. Why would you play Hopkins? He was so hobbled. Well, listen. Game. I you know he gets he gets thrown in the mix. No, and no, I had. Uh, un- well, what am I going to do? I wasn't unfriend him. Out. You got to unfriend that. No, so that's just not how I do it. No, but unfriend. he got mixed in there on some big lineups. I, I, I don't think it was the one. I came in seventh on one in, um, in a big GPP. Uh, I don't think that was the Hopkins lineup. But yeah, I had a couple that were really doing well, and 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 uh, with the uh, with the nice Buffalo stack, and uh, yeah, and and I'm I see Hopkins in there. I'm like, oh man. That was brutal, but yeah, be careful. You know, if you're building, hand building, uh, three, you know, three lineups, twenty lineups. I I will take I it a step it. further than what you just said, John. I'm going to take it a step further with DeAndre Hopkins. Number one, this is a player you want to sell in in fantasy right now. Maybe wait for a good week, and you want to sell high. I think his salary on DraftKings and FanDuel, relative to the production we can expect from him going forward, is is off. And the reason it's off is exactly what you just said. The superpower of DeAndre Hopkins has never been yak or deep passing. It's been volume, um, great route running. He's very much a Keenan Allen style fantasy scorer. Um, he's not a giant wide receiver by any stretch. And he doesn't run the kind of routes that produce 60 or 70 yard single play um, um, giant plays. He's he's more in the possession. His um, A dot is his average depth of target is lower than what you would think. If you, it's not, uh, it's not above average. It's below average for the NFL. So this guy's really more of a possession wide receiver and you see it. His great games are just when he gets a ton of volume and, and you're not seeing the volume. The volume has not been there for him. This was a guy last season we could count on for nine to 12 targets every single week. And here he got the touchdowns, so it it masked what was just an okay game, but it took two touchdowns for him to get to 26 fantasy points. That's not good. I, I can only count on two touchdowns, maybe three times in a season for the best of wide receivers, unless it's Gronk. Do that shit every fucking week. But for normal humans, you can only really count on those two touchdown games every once in a while, a couple of times. And again, Devonta Adams is knocking out two touchdown games, you know, of the weeks of the season, why the hell am I going to pay the same price for DeAndre Hopkins, who really can, it's only going to do that maybe um, two or three times. The yardage just isn't there. The targets haven't been there. I I get last week, the injury, we're going to forgive that, but the injury is still floating around. Be very wary of DeAndre Hopkins. And, And you can see it in the fact that Christian Kirk has made a step to the next direction. You know, I don't really love AJ Green. I think he's just kind of um, out there. But you know, what what's your take on AJ Green here? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't love AJ Green, but I think for the price, certainly the targets um, have it, been there. Yeah, I, for the price, I think you could you could go ahead and uh, 
and play him. I like him better than I like Hopkins. I mean, right now I like I like all I like the three other wide receivers really um, better than I like Hopkins right now. If you're building these uh, lineups again, I'm not xing them out. It's just not the way I play. Even though you're I'm, saying I'm, when you say three others, you like Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, and AJ Green uh, yeah. on a points per dollar basis better than Hopkins. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And no, I mean Hopkins is not as old as AJ Green. I, I believe he's 29. So he's still he's towards the tail end of his prime. He still should be in his prime. It's not, it's not, he might be only 28. So he's not some older, you know, decrepit AJ Green level type player, but it, it's really it, just the volume. It's just the team has gotten more well rounded and the volume has gone up for the guys around him. So yeah, buyer beware on DeAndre Hopkins. You pay all the way up for him. Uh, you had a lot of regrets watching DeAndre Hopkins destroy a potential tournament winning lineup. You know, yeah, you're gonna feel a lot better if you got freaking Devontae Adams in there for the same price and he gives you his usual, you know, 26 plus and sometimes the 40. Like, well, I'm taking the floor of 20 on AJ Green over the the ceiling, uh, not of AJ Green, of Devontae Adams over the ceiling of 26 that you're gonna get with DeAndre Hopkins week, week in and week out. Yeah, so, and yeah, you know, and you, you talk about Adams, right? You talk. We're talking about Hopkins having other options. Adam, they don't have a lot of other options, right? With Adams, and no, and no, it's a totally different. That th that's when when you're paying. This is a great point. We can really make this point when you're paying this price for a wide receiver. This group, you need a floor. You need to be sure that this team is going to that guy. Tyreek Hill is more of the ceiling guy. He can be taken out of games at times, and we will see that. But I mean, Cooper Cup. He's one of two guys, and the other guy they don't throw to. Like, how's he not getting thrown to? And like, he's going to get a lot of targets. Will he score five touchdowns? You know, will he go crazy? No. Um, Stefan Diggs, we're seeing a similar phenomenon with him. Now that they've added Manny Sanders, it's like, hey, wait a second. We just added another viable target. If the team, if the opposition decides, hey, we're going to bracket Diggs, not let him beat us, they'll, let, all right, we'll go to Manny Sanders. We'll go to Cole Beasley. Beastly. They'll do that. Jefferson, on the flip side, he's the only guy on his team who does what he does. Like, you know, Thielen's got his role and Jefferson's got his role. He does what he does. You know, Metcalf is one of two. So uh, Ridley's the only game in town. McLaurin, only game in town. So there's too many options here for DeAndre Hopkins, for a, for a Kyler Murray to go other ways compared to some of this other group of elite wide receivers where we can count on target. And they're all about the same, you know, they're all within a thousand so it's the same range on both sides but you can get much much safer with these guys with the higher floor um and the higher target expectation in total compared to um deandre hopkins so keep it in mind um love this game any any bets uh, i mean do you, i i i do i i like the Rams side i think the rams are a better team than the cardinals significantly yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, this is not gonna, a game I'm I'm uh, targeting as far as a bet goes. Um, I would lean towards the Rams as well here, and if if I had to make the bet, and uh, I do like this game on the over, so I, I I think we see a lot of points in this game. I mean, that's a DFS uh, explosion if that happens. So there we go. I love it. Um, all right, final game on the core four. The Chiefs 
heading out to Philly to take on the Eagles. 54 and a half point monster total, seven point spread. Really, really great potential for lots of fantasy goodness in this one, John. Um, Chiefs coming in second highest game total on the slate. They are trailing the Bills, even though the Bills are in a non-competitive game. Um, I don't know that this one's going to be competitive either, though. Keeping it real. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people saw the Monday night game. And, of course, Philly did, just did not look good. Dallas kind of – that game wasn't even as close as 41-21 would indicate. Chiefs, though, Chiefs haven't looked that great. Now, the offenses look pretty good. They put points up on the board. Offense didn't look good in the first half last week. They couldn't do anything against the Chargers. Um, but the Chiefs need to get right here. You know, and this is certainly a spot where they can. So big game for the Chiefs. They have not covered. Uh, or they, they're they like one cover and their last I, like 11 I had my, games. Uh, week one, I think it was, I did an in-game when the Chiefs went down by uh, 14. And that was a sweet, sweet cash. Well, I thought about that last week, you know, and I was watching. Didn't do it game. last week. Didn't yeah, do it. Well, last I thought week. I thought about it and and I said, you know, I just don't, you know, because that's a that's been a big thing with the Chiefs. You can take they've had some awful in the last few years, some awful first halves, and then they just come out on fire in the Two second seconds, half. Two seconds, boom, they're right back yeah. in it. Yeah. I, so I said, boy, that's been the bet. Maybe it should make that bet. And I just didn't want to do it. I, you know, the money line bet would have uh was what I was thinking. And I said, this, there's something not right here um with this team. And it's it's odd. I don't know. They're putting the points up on the board, but they, they really can't stop anybody um, right now. So, again, for fantasy purposes, we love that. We like teams that can put points up and not be able to stop anyone. Let me kind of look. So I've got them right now. They're one of the worst teams against quarterbacks right now, um, fantasy-wise. I think they're. I've got them as the second-worst team. Yeah, let's go and, to 2021 because I want to just – let's go to just this year's statistics. Yeah, just this year. I mean, all right, so you've got them as a plus 82 – um, defensive passing, defensive rushing, offensive passing. So, I mean, their offense is obviously great and it shows, I mean, the numbers show a little more neutral. It's kind of like sitting at zeros here. I mean, what, what's your read on this? Yeah. So I think, I think the defense is worse than that's probably showing. Um, you know, and then also when I look, so when I look at their offense, wide receiver, obviously tight end, um, I've got them rated right at the top as far as what the fan what they've been scoring fantasy wise against the competition that they're playing. Remember now the Chargers have been really good. Chargers pretty much shut down Dallas. Right. And we and we think so anything that you do against the Chargers is going to rate really, really highly. So Kansas City's going to score. This Philly, I mean, you saw the Philly defense. Now, also with the Philly defense, though, Dak didn't have like a monster game. They scored 41 points. It was all about the running in that game. So they played, um, they kind of played the, I, I believe they were playing like, you know, two safeties deep. They never brought an eight in the box and Dallas just kept pounding the ball on. So whether it was Zeke or Paula, they ran the ball pretty much at will. Now, I don't think that's necessarily the strategy that we're going to see out of Kansas City. Um, you know, Kansas City is going to try to throw the ball, but also that Philly game, what did, what did, who had a great game on the passing side of the, of, of the uh, Dallas on Monday night? Who was who was basically their best receiver? I mean, it was Dalton Schultz. Exactly. So, and you now know, you're facing Travis Kelsey. The um the what what we saw defensively from the Eagles, and I think we'll see it again here, was 
what the you know a, a two shell deep cover don't burn me deep approach right which doesn't bode the best for a Tyreek Hill it it if they pull this again what that what will happen is they will, will drop the safety over top on Tyreek Hill pretty much all game which is going to open up the middle of the field for both the running game and the tight end game for Kansas City which means we may get and it's hard to even fathom it another Clyde Edwards Hilaire decent game can we trust him i'm not you know you have to play him obviously in mme i could certainly pass on him if i'm playing three you know three lineups 20 lineups something like that but i can't pass on Kel- this is a kelsey game to me you know this this is all about kelsey hill you've got to be worried about you know teams either they're taking him out of the equation and maybe that's what's you know I don't know maybe that again they're they're scoring points it's not like they're not scoring points I'm just trying to figure out what what's up with Kansas City but I'd be nervous about Hill and quite frankly I don't love I don't I don't love their other wide receivers I mean they went out right now they they picked up uh, Josh Gordon we're not going to see him uh, yeah but right so they're not yeah don't thrilled, yeah don't but they're not Josh thrilled Gordon. with their wide receivers if they're making that kind of a move like right so Mikael Harmon is he was billed as going to be the next Tyreek Hill. Because he was fast. Well, you need to be more than just fast in this league. We've seen it countless times. Guys with speed just aren't good wide receivers. We'll give them a shot. You can run a 4-2. We're gonna we're gonna throw you out there, but you got to know how to run routes. You got to get open. There's a difference between football speed and and sprinter speed. So Tyreek Hill is a special player. Teams have, have kind of figured out, hey, let's take let's get rid of Hill. Let's, you know, kind of lock Hill down. We'll deal with Kelsey. They can't run the ball, and that's how teams are playing him. So I would continue with that motif here and say Kelsey's going to smash, and there's a possibility Edwards Hilaire is gets in the mix here. But I'd be very nervous about the other wide receivers on Kansas City in this game. I mean, Kansas City's going to put up numbers. It's just where are they going to come from? You, you never fully can tell. All of a sudden, Byron Pringle pops out for a big one. Um, Demarcus Robinson, some other turd. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement. This absolutely feels like a um, Travis Kelsey smash spot. I think, like I said, based on what we saw last week, you have to consider Clyde Edwards Hilaire again. I don't like him. I don't love the usage. I don't like I don't like the talent of the player. I think it was kind of um, an obvious bad first round draft pick uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, 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 not a bust, but probably a bust. Don't take running backs in the first round. That's yeah, it. Probably a bust. You, you know what I'm saying? Drafting Saquon Barkley. How'd that work out? No, I mean, listen, hey, he's coming around now. So we'll see. But Who cares? Uh, they got to win. I want to win. No, no, right? it doesn't work. It doesn't work out well for the teams that do it. But I, I'm only I only care about fantasy points. I know. I but I'm saying enough, enough with these GMs, enough giving these guys contracts and enough with drafting these guys early. It's ridiculous. Always a big mistake. Always. It's it's the, the times that it's worked out is almost never. Hello, Leonard Fournette. I see you also. Yeah. How many how many times is, is the Super Bowl winner? You're like, man, that running back really carried them all the way to the Super Bowl. It's happened in the past, but that, yeah. that's not the NFL today. No. So that's that's not today's National Football League. I, I think if Tennessee won the Super Bowl, we'd say, hey, Derrick Henry got them there. But, you know, in general, that's not the NFL today. By the way, I can make an argument that Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL right now. With no with with McCaffrey on the shelf. I, I've been thinking about it. I think 
they're throwing to Henry now. Like, what? Are you crazy? This guy's a fucking beast. We'll get to that game. But um, overall in this one, you know, the Eagles side, can we trust any of their pass catchers? Can we trust Miles Sanders? No, right? Can't trust him. No. Three three runs last week? Three? So word on the street in, in Philly is, yeah, we got to run the ball more. We got to run the ball more. But I think, you know, Jalen Hurts is the piece that's the most interesting. If the Eagles are keeping up in this game, um, it's probably going to be because Devonta Smith, you know, had a big play or two. I think that's what it's going to take. It'll take a Devonta Smith big play or two to keep them up in this game because they don't tend to score a ton with their running backs. Sure, Jalen Hurts can run one in, but you, you're not keeping up with just that. You know, to keep up with the Eagle, uh, the Chiefs, that means you've got to score uh, 30 plus fantasy points. So you're talking four touchdowns to go around. Maybe Smith gets one. Maybe one of these tight ends come out. Last week it was Zach Ertz. It'll probably shift back over to Goddard. I don't know. But because there's two of them, it's really hard to pick one. You know, teams, teams, someone, someone just mentioned that they might go to Sanders more. And I know they got criticized for that. I think the reason you'll see offensive coordinators don't do that, like he didn't do it last week, because they're scared of the high power of the other offense. And certainly Kansas City's got that power, the high power. And I think it's a mistake. I do agree. They should have probably tried to, to uh, pound the ball a little bit more. But these teams get a little worried and they get in that mindset like we got to just keep up. And by keeping up, we got to throw the ball. So I'm not 100% confident that Sanders will be the guy here this week. I don't love a lot of um, – I don't love the receivers for Philly. You'll get some points from Hertz because he's going to run for 50, 60 yards. And I know I heard you with Gargano last night on the Wise Guys podcast for uh, the Sharp app where he's not really a running quarterback, and he's right, but he gets a lot of rushing yardage because he's got to scramble for his life. That offensive line, by the way, is brutal. What he isn't is a – he's not an elite runner the way that Lamar Jackson is or the way that Kyler Murray is. What he is is a willing runner, which is great. You know, it might not be great for, like, a lot of wins, but it's great for fantasy. <laughs> like, as long as you're willing to run and you're not, you know, molasses-footed Phillip Rivers, you're going to score fantasy points. So, you know, fine by me. I'm trying to see where – I'm trying to see where Chase is on the um, on the salary scale this week. Hang on. Or Smith here, Smith. So, uh, fifty-seven. I mean, he's not cheap. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay for him. And Rager's is kind of expensive based on his average production as well. So, you know, there we're not getting any bargains over here. No one, no one pops off the page. You know, if if you can give me Rager sub four K, I'm interested. I'm really um, Devonta Smith is more of like a five K player on DraftKings right now, or he should be. He's up closer to six. So no bargains here, man. No bargains here. But yeah, Jalen Naked, you're probably right, Curtis Sharp. You're probably looking at a 25-point day from him because that's what he does every single week. So yeah, I like Mahomes to Kelsey stacks here. I don't mind taking a shot on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I don't. I definitely don't mind a little naked uh, Jalen or even mixing him and overpaying for his wide receivers, you can get a much better value on those wide receivers on FanDuel, which is not as quick to, um, uh, you know, pump up pricing as other sites might be. So that that's pretty much the approach to this game. I, I want to be involved. I want a piece of it. But yeah, I mean, 
Goddard fifty five hundred on DK is Garrett's point. It's not a good price point for for a player like that. I think almost DraftKings raised the prices of these guys again before last week's game, which screwed us because they're overpriced on DraftKings right now. FanDuel again still reasonable, but DraftKings not good. All right, let's move on. That was the core four, but we've got a bonus game, John, and the bonus game. And this is one of my favorites. So I, I just, I'm calling it a bonus core four game. And it's the Washington Football Club taking on the Falcons. 47 and a half point total, one point, one and a half point, depending on where you look spread. And I'm just going to, I'm going to take my betting. I really like Washington here. I really like Washington for two reasons. Number one, because I think the Falcons are bad. I, I, I think the Falcons are a bad team. They've been bad. They've been bad going back multiple seasons. I don't really understand why this is a close spread at all. To me, Washington is not a bad team. They're a good team. I think that Taylor Heineke is not a downgraded quarterback for them. It's a better quarterback than they've had in the last couple of years. And I think he's probably even a better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick for this team. So across the board, I very much like Washington in this game to cover the, to, to, you know, to lay the one point and cover that spread. Um, no problem at all there for me, but from a fantasy angle, man, the Falcons can't stop anything, John. Well, yeah, I mean, except the Giants shooting themselves in the foot. No, but the, the, the Giants are beat themselves. They don't. Yeah. It wasn't the Falcons doing no. anything. But from a from a betting standpoint, this game was actually the look ahead line, which is the line before the games were played last week. Atlanta was favored in this game as a look ahead, um, and now of course it's flipped. The I would I would be careful, you know. I like I like to bust your chops a little bit, but the if we want to find where the square money's going, it's usually wherever you like to <laughs> wherever you like to place the bet. Square money. Now we we'll, we have something called the Sharp Report at SharpBets.app to hold uh, another website that's linked with with uh, the, with the app. But Anthony does a great job there. He's got um, access to a, a sports book, and we'll I can almost guarantee when he posts the numbers for this weekend. What the sports books are going to need Atlanta. Everyone's going to be betting why we might get both sides. We you might get sharp money on Washington as well. But for sure, the square money's coming in here on the Redskins this week. And the sports books are going to need the uh yeah, but he knows he knows I love him, but <laughs> he's just he's just always square. What are you gonna do? I I, I embrace it. Yeah. I but we care. need that. Listen, you need a barometer, you need a square barometer. It helps me understand where Joe average sports better. John just literally watches my shows and he's like, Oh, there's Joe average sports better. Right. He likes, you know, he likes, uh, he likes Tampa against new England. So he wants to go bet on new England this week. I know it. I know you're fucking thinking it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, actually no. But, but um, no, we saw, listen, the, the sharp money is not always right. The square money is not always wrong, but I like to be on. I like to be on the on the sharp side more often. I don't know if you're right about it. I I want to see. I no. Don't I don't agree. know. If, I don't know if sharp money is going to come in here on watch. I'm not 100 percent sure on my, that either. My, my take on this is I have a I have a I have a take on this. Why I don't think it's actually square money. I think the field, and this is why I keep mentioning Taylor Heineke. I think the field continues to look at Taylor Heineke as like a Jacob Eason, um, Davis Mills crappy backup that the team is forced to use. Because the starter got hurt, and I think there is a there. What it makes no this line makes no sense to me. Why why the Falcons suck? They almost lost 
to the Giants. Like they have not been good for multiple years. And all of a sudden, they're, the, Washington is a, is a team that I like. I think they're good. They got a great defense, or they had one. They have good players on defense. That They have a lot of talent on that defense. And they got Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. Like The offense is great. Taylor Heineke, a, a, a dynamic quarterback that can run and throw. Um, he can make the passes. I just think the perception of Taylor Heineke is wrong. And that's why I don't think the public will be on the Washington bet because the public thinks that Heineke is some shitty backup quarterback. That's why I don't, I agree with you. Like I'm on the public side of, like I said, of the, um, the Tampa bed. I don't care. I don't care. Tom Brady's fucking goat coming back to town. But in this case, I actually think that you're outsmarting yourself a little bit in assuming that the field knows that Washington's offense is not bad. I think they think it's bad because they think it's a backup quarterback. So that's, that's the angle I'm playing. I love this game for that reason. Terry McLaurin is going to smash in the spot. They have no one who can slow him down. And when Terry McLaurin, I believe, is probably a top five talent at wide receiver in the National Football League, he is, if you watch him play, his body control is amazing. All you have to do is throw him the damn ball, Keyshawn Johnson style. He's going to catch it. So Terry McLaurin, ready for a smash here. I Antonio Gibson, I never trust you get hard to trust Antonio Gibson. The volume hasn't been there, but you know, gonna give it a shot. Scoring McLaurin. Coin it. Buffo. He was the one. Came up with it. Um Gibson can't really be trusted, but I love that side of this game. Now, the question for you is, is this a game stack situation, John? Are we bringing it back with Calvin Ridley? Do we even like Calvin Ridley? We go to uh, we go to Zacchaeus here just for like a cheap piece from the Falcons. Can't really play. You want to go to Cordero Patterson? My goodness, that guy's been doing amazing. I, I'm, I have not been on board. I'm not getting on the train. I don't like this game for a game stack. Um, you, you like this game way more than I do. Um, yeah, I don't know I, about game stacks. I like the Washington side. I know you like the Washington side. You know, I would like the running back side of Washington more if I had a you know a little bit more confidence. I like running against the Atlanta defense, but you know, so maybe yeah, maybe some Gibson here. I don't love uh, you know I don't love stacking uh, any any of the Heineke stack even with McLaurin. Um, so I which I think is going to be counter to I think a lot of people will like it. You know, people like to target against Atlanta. Um, but I'm going to stay away from, from this game from a, um, from a stacking standpoint. I don't, I don't like it. Not one of my favorite games. You like it a lot more. You're higher on Washington than I am as a team. Um, one thing about Washington, where's the defense? Where's the It defense hasn't game? shown up yet, but the talent remains in place. They're been, there. They're just awful. Mean. They've been awful on deep. Now I know, you know, Buffalo, good offense, what but you're going to stop Buffalo. Yeah. If you're if you're an elite defense, you're not going to just get run over either. So they've been terrible against quarterbacks this year. So quarterbacks have scored on them, um, and they've been terrible against the wide receivers. You know where they've they've been decent is against the running back, and that's because quarterbacks are throwing the ball all over the field against them. So I understand the I understand the the uh, the thinking here. I just have no confidence either in Matt Ryan. Um, you know he you throw him in the uh, Big Bang. He just can't move. And then Ryan in the in the red zone is, is he's been atrocious pretty much his whole career. How many Julio Jones touchdowns did we lose out on in the last, you know, 10 years by not having someone who could play well in inside the, the uh, red zone. You figure you get this kid pits, 
Maybe that's going to change. I haven't seen anything change there. No throws to Pitts in the red. They just when when they get to the red zone, it's like Pitts isn't even there. So yeah, I I don't love this game. I'm gonna I I, I don't see the pieces in this game necessarily will be in the uh, big GPP winners this week. That's my. I could see McLaurin it. making it. I could it's see possible, I could but... see um, Antonio Gibson popping off for a twenty plus pointer. Um, problem with Antonio Gibson, I would say, is I don't really see the thirty point upside. Uh, that you probably need at a 6K right. price tag on DraftKings, 6, 12, 18, 24. I really need 30 um, from him to win a tournament. And it's, it's, uh, it could, he could get there, but it's not something that I would um, be expecting to see based on the volume that we've seen out of him and, and just the fact that McKissick is still being used. Um, well, how about right. this? I'll give you, I'll give you Gibson beats McLaurin this week. Oh, and um, Gibson beats McLaurin. Ooh. They're pretty much, I believe. I DFS will take. Army, I will take McLaurin. DFS Army has them rated, uh, has them projected pretty much the same. So I will, we'll take that as a 50-50 straight up bet. And I'll do I'll, that. I'll go with Gibson. Write it on the chalkboard. I'm in. Yeah, I don't have that. the chalkboard anymore, but these guys will all remind me when I lose. I usually lose these. I never remember that. Somebody's got to write it down. All right, guys, you're watching next week when we come back. Bet me and John loser frosts their tips. I was going to do it anyway, but okay. Sure. No, no, not for this one. Let's go for the whole season because I don't want to be frosting my tips every two weeks here. Um, I have no tips. I don't have any tips. That's why it's a better bet for me. Um, all right. <laughs> Can you imagine me and I got to show it with the frosted? Film the beauty salon trip. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can get your hair as long as mine in the next two months. I can make it happen. It won't look good. It won't look good. <laughs> I'm told there's a place in Turkey where I can go on a little trip. And the ladies who weave the Turkish rugs, same did skill you, set. Did you see that rapper who who basically made a uh, like dreadlocks out of gold chains? And he's got them stapled, basically like stapled hooks into his skull. Ooh. I think that would look pretty sweet on you, actually. I would rock that look. Yeah. I mean, with your virgining rap career. I would probably get some street cred for it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into <laughs> let's get into um some of these other games here real quick. We're gonna fly through the rest of the games on the slate. Um, first one up is Texans Bills. And all we need to know is there is a giant team total here for the Bills, highest on the slate. And we have seen Josh Allen and company, even in games where they don't really need to pour on the points. Pour on the points and win you a tournament, even though that should never have happened. Very similar to last week's game against Washington. They just kept pouring the points on. Do you think that can happen here? It can, uh, from a betting standpoint. You know, most of the time, sharps kind of lay away from the, the like, you're going to see very few sharps lay 17 points in the NFL. Doesn't, doesn't typically happen. Um, so if anything, you know, sharp money might come in. You might get some sharp plays on Houston. As a bet here, uh, I don't particularly like the game. Yeah, I agree. Buffalo can kind of run this up. I, I don't know what the what the uh, this quarterback situation is a little rough in Houston. Although he might be the best rookie quarterback right now of the uh, my goodness of the bunch. <laughs> so it's been a brutal rookie season here for Mac Jones has not been terrible. No, 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 no. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence, T Law, Fields. What are you doing, Zach? Oh my goodness. We don't know about Lance yet. We'll see. Davis Mills, baby. I got him on a lot of teams. 
Got him in the third round of the rookie draft. Yeah, I can see. So again, the tight end though in this game, I kind of like. Um, you know, when you get a when you get a, a big spread with a team that can uh, score in a game like this, you might get um, you might get a situation where the the, the tight end um, blows up. So we can t- we can take some tight end plays here. You, you, you're always a little hesitant taking stacks in in huge spread games because of the fact that if the game gets out of hand, we might start seeing um, a lot of runs. So I'm not overly going crazy here, but I would take tight ends and running backs. Um, and you, you can possibly take, we were in this situation, you know, where we had the, uh, I always go back to that Kansas city jet game last year and it wound up being a blow up game for Mahomes. So I think the potential is there. I wouldn't totally X out Buffalo. Um, the, the problem is what are you coming back with on the Houston side? It's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty bad over there. So if you're playing this game, you might, it might be one of those where you're just playing one side of this game. Yeah, I, one of my theories in DFS mass multi-entry, and not necessarily in my my handcraft, my three max, but in mass multi-entry, I've said this from the beginning of the season. I did this on the back test um, experience that we all went through together as we back tested the entire season from last year. And one of the things we learned was always play Josh Allen. Always have some exposure to. We learned it last week. I don't care if the game doesn't look good on paper. Always have some Josh Allen exposure. Um, because he's going to blow up and it doesn't even matter what the other team is doing. Uh, it doesn't matter if the other team is uncompetitive. So for me, that definitely not a game stack situation. I don't really even like Brandon Cooks going up against Tredavious White. I think it's very easy for a good defensive team to focus in on the one pass catcher on the, the Texans that they throw to. I, I don't understand why other teams don't do this. It seems bizarre to me when they only have one guy who's capable of catching a pass. But with Tredavious White on on him on cooks we can take a little bit of a stab for a punt play in a team on a game where there's going to be a lot of throwing i don't think houston will be successful but like a sub 4k uh miller is an interesting slot guy if you're looking for that value i'm searching hard for value on DraftKings this week that was one of the names that i was like okay okay yeah i don't mind you know the voice goes up when you really don't like okay you know, I'm all right with it, but you know, I don't want to like go crazy, but he was the one sub 4k guy that I kind of was like, ah, right, you know, uh, I did my, I did my, um, Klumbucha girl, uh, face. I'm, yeah, yeah. You know that I, I can't really, I don't know it. No, I don't. You don't know the Klumbucha girl. Fucking man. You need to get out of the house a little Dude, bit. I, you know, listen, I don't know about half the things you talk about. So you don't know the kombucha girl. I don't know what you're talking about. She tried the kombucha tea. She's like, hey, it's good. It's bad. No, it's gross. No way. I kind of no. I hate it. It was this. What was it? What was it? Kombucha like some, tea. Was it an internet thing? It's a meme. Like every now, every what every meme. time you're not sure about something, you show the. Dude, I'm a grown man. Meme. I'm a grown man. You think I'm looking at memes oh all day? God, same age as me. Kombucha girl, you guys in the audience, all right, in the comments, you guys know the kombucha girl. I, I want to put her actually, we need to get that meme for the show. So when I'm not sure, just throw it up there. Mm, yeah, well, no, no, I don't want it. No, 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 no. You guys know what's up. I don't I'll even ask, know what I'm saying. I'll I get on these tangents. Yeah. I don't know where, what game were we talking about? I'll ask I my I forgot everything. My seven-year-old niece has about the same taste as you do 
in uh, in things. So I'll ask her if she knows what that is. I'm going to show the kombucha girl on the next. Po- I will get that video. So, you know, so whenever we're not sure, we're going to show her meme. Okay. Kombucha tea. All right. Um, you'll know it when you see it. I promise you. I hope I don't. You will. All right. Next game. <laughs> Lions. Bears. Oh, my. You know, I've been waiting for that. 42 point total. Three point spread. Bears are favored. Excuse me. The fuck? Who's the quarterback for the Bears, John? Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I've ever heard more like just more outrage because there was so much hype going into you know the Bears were going to win the Super Bowl if you watched the first Fields game in the preseason, and now they want Nagy's head. And I'll be honest with you, Nagy needs to go. Uh, absolutely so awful. Chicago, you know, three point favorite is actually a little surprising. Um, I do like this. I do like Detroit in this game, but I'm nervous about it. I think. You know, Detroit looking against Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore's all as you know, they're they're above average, but they're not that great a team. I think we got to I'm just hoping that we're not overvaluing Detroit coming off a game that they probably should have won or definitely should have won. Um, and then the Bears are just coming off one of the worst performances of all time. They have one net passing yard. Um, when you take out the amount of sacks and the you know, I think it was like 68 yards passing. And uh, 67 yards minus on the uh, with sacks. It was something ridiculous. Like it was one of the worst lines I've ever seen. But Nagy is just awful. He was terrible with Trubisky. I watched. I watched some games. There was a Monday Night Football game early in Trubisky's career where the first half of that game he looked great, rolling out, running. Trubisky is not. You know, he's just not that bright. So he's not one of these quarterbacks who can who you can sit back and play him like Tom Brady and read the defense. Now I don't know. Uh, feel I don't know enough about. Um, fields as far as can he read defenses and things like that. But what I do know is the kid's got a ton of athletic ability and they didn't utilize it at all with a terrible offensive line. Now they're not going to get as much pressure. Uh, Detroit won't get as much pressure on him. I don't believe as uh, he had on him last week um, from Cleveland, but um, yeah, I, I still like Detroit plus the uh, plus the three points in this game. Tough game fantasy wise though. I, I definitely like Detroit with the points. I think um you know, there is some slight like super contrarian go right back to fields um, appeal in DFS uh, and see if, you know, things change. Um, I don't I don't expect it. I'm not really looking forward to assuming that that would happen. But my goodness, if you're ever going to have a great matchup, it's against the Lions defense. So it has to be at least a smiled consideration. They went from an elite defensive team. What, what I consider at, or even if you don't want to call them elite, a top five type defense with the Browns game always going to be a tough spot to now at home against a not very good Lions defense. Um, you know, if Fields is ever going to have a good game and he's in this one, I think we can actually go right back to him um, with the theorem that in DFS, you want to go either get a zero, you want to be last or first, like that's a last or first with better chance of last, but you know, little outside shot that he's running around like a lunatic and throwing and actually looking like he did in the preseason where we might get a decent game out of him. But we have definitely seen that these quarterbacks in the preseason looked a lot better without being under pressure than what they're looking at like in real games. So we'll have to see. We also haven't convinced ourselves that Matt Nagy knows how to design a game plan specifically tailored to the player on the field. So yeah, yeah, that's just an unfortunate. Can we stop hiring offensive coordinators that come from great quarterback system? That's the problem in the NFL. I mean, you know, look, Adam Gase, probably one of the worst 
NFL coaches ever, but he worked with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was like, thank you for being here. Thanks for not getting in my way. I'll recommend you because all you did was sit here and let me do my thing. And, you know, look what happened there. Um, or uh, as far as the Lions side, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Lions could win this game, but I don't love uh, targeting players against the Bears. No, no love for that. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't like the game. I think of all the options, I do think Swift's probably the best option. In yes, the but, game. but even still, it's against the Bears. Not, I agree. I'm not going after it. I'm not excited about it. Um, another game we didn't that didn't make the core for maybe could have and probably should have. Um, here, Panthers, Cowboys. Do we not do this one? Yeah, Panthers, Cowboys. So 51 point total, four point spread. Um, possibly two teams that have have surprised us to the upside in terms of how good their defenses have been, right? So um, both the Panthers and the Cowboys' defenses have looked much better than advertised. Both teams have been drafting a lot of defensive players over the last couple of years, and it has shown. On the Panthers' side, we're going to get Chuba Hubbard week, which I think is a very exciting play. I mean, we've seen that the Panthers, when they roll out, a backup to Christian McCaffrey. They treat him somewhat Christian McCaffrey-esque. Um, people are going to ask about Tommy Tremble in this game. Dude, I think everybody's playing Tommy Tremble this week. Like I, At 2,500, I, I, his name just keeps coming up and coming up. He's going to be a very popular... He didn't do shit last week, by the way, but the idea... Is, I, I get that he scored and won some people... Um, he won some people like some some showdown money. Of course, that that's how our guy... Um, Won the 40k and the FanDuel showdown. He played Tommy Tremble. I but, used him, but didn't get. The, I didn't get the combos though. Yeah, I didn't too much use McCaffrey. Yeah, too needed, much McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, too much. Uh, you had to have some. Well, you didn't watch my show where we said, "Be aware of the in-game injury." By the way, it, was that a Thursday night theory? It's it's an always theory. Okay, every Just showdown sure. you must account for in-game injuries. That is how you win showdowns. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what we said on the show was people discount the fact that these running backs get hurt in game at about a 10 or 15% clip. Like it happens more frequently than your brain wants you to believe. So when you're making your lineups, you're like, ah, but it happens. And when you don't, when you account for it, that's how you take down 40 K in a contest. You're not going to do it every week. Who cares? I only need to win 40K once a season, and I've, I, I'm very happy. So I guarantee you many running backs will get injured in-game throughout the course of a, a showdown season on FanDuel and DraftKings. If you just play for that, yeah, you're going to lose three times out of four, but the fourth time you're going to take down a tournament, so it doesn't matter. That's how you do it in Players Club. Um, this game, Panthers side. I mean, DJ Moore, target machine. With Christian McCaffrey out on the Panther side, I just love this game. I, this probably should have been a core four. I just I want to mention everybody. I like everybody here. I like Cooper Cup and CeeDee Lamb on the Cowboys side. I think they go right back to throwing a lot where they've been run heavy the last couple of weeks. I think they go back because the Panthers' front seven is actually really good. It's going to be hard to do what they did against uh, Philadelphia where they just ran it and ran it and ran it up the gut um all day i don't know that they're going to be able to pull it off so i'm going right back to um amari cooper coop not not the not cooper cup i like cooper cup too but um did i say cooper cup um amari cooper of course and cd lamb and then uh on the panther side dj moore has been a 30 plus percent target hog as floating all the way up to 40 percent 
That's what I like. And I think Robbie Anderson is that piece that will surprise you with a 25-point game one of these days. What, what do you think, John? Stack it up? Yeah, I actually like I like uh, I like Darnold in this game actually more than I like Samwise, that. the Brave. I like it. Yeah, and I I think the, I, okay this now the CMC injury we've seen him down before we saw him down last year. I don't think it kills this team quite frankly because of what we were talking about with running backs. CMC is a is is a um, usage machine, right? So they've used him at a ridiculous. His touches have been ridiculous over the last four or five years, whatever it's been. Um, we probably won't see as many touches for Hubbard, which is a good thing for Darnold. So I think Darnold becomes better um, fantasy-wise here, uh, which means more probably becomes better, and I think Anderson's going to get some um, some more love here. So I like the stacks on the Carolina side of this game. Um, from the uh, On the flip side, you know, Carolina's been one of the best teams against running backs. So I would be careful – with the the Zeke plays, the Pollard plays, but um, I think Dallas will be able to get some off. You know, they'll they'll be able to throw the ball a bit as well. So I do like this game uh, from a game stack, and I really like it on the Donald side of the game stacks. I like Donald, but I I don't want to discount my boy Chuba Hubbard. Five targets, three receptions last week. They are not afraid to throw to this person. Um, they threw to him a couple targets in week one and week two. So clearly, they like his pass catching abilities. Um, on the Panthers because he's he got a couple targets even in games where it wasn't a um, where it wasn't a, an injury fill-in. So across the board, I loves me some Chuba. They did price him up. I wish we got free Chuba week, and even Fanduel priced him up to the point where you can't just lock button it. But um, I like it a lot. I, you know, it's Dallas. Dallas defense a little bit better this year. I agree, but not elite to the point where I'm going to be scared away. So really, really fun game to target and maybe possibly one of the best of the week that that could be that game. That's the best game of the week. Um, next up a really gross one here. Colts dolphins, two point spread, horrible 42 and a half point total. Any interest at all here from a betting angles uh, point of view? I, I don't really know which way to go. I, I can't tell which team is better. Uh, yeah. I'm going to lean the Colts on this game. Um, it's ugly. I bet a lot of ugly games. Um, it seems to have done well for me in the, in the, uh, in the past, and I bet a lot of ugly teams. The Colts are an ugly team right now. Uh, both teams, I think, just from a quarter, that's, I mean, you're seeing 42 is a low number now on the total in the NFL. Both teams are struggling at the quarterback position. Wentz is just, I mean, it's, he's back to, he's made it, it's a complete you. I actually did a, a, a grab Miami D in this one because Wentz is so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me actually look at um, uh, Indy. Yeah, defenses against Indy have been, um, you know, they a little bit. It hasn't been great. It's been, but it's been better than average to play uh, to play defenses against uh, Indy. And Miami has been in about the same. So both of these teams have been. It's been good to target defenses um, against both of these teams. And just looking at it from, you know, they've been pretty mediocre, uh, pretty average defense in Indianapolis, where Miami's actually been awful is against the running back position. Um, so that makes uh, Jonathan Taylor in this game. And and I know where you're going with it. Jonathan Taylor is an interesting play. No, one's going to play him 42 point total doesn't stand out in any way. Um, team talking about trading away Marlon Mack and all of that, uh, which I think they should do. But, um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is the play in this game. If you're going to play anything, Miami has been weak against the run and, um, 
if you think that the Colts are winning, it's probably because Taylor is smashing. So the fact that you're considering your your bet lean is on the Colts side for me, how they get in there. It's not Wentz like being an awesome quarterback with the busted ankles. He's not even good when his ankles are good. Even when the ankles are good, he's not very good. So with the busted ankles, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor leading the pack. I, I like that call quite a bit, John. Um, and I don't like anything from the Miami side. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you, you can't. Nothing. Can't. Nothing. I don't even think brisket is worse than than um, Tua. By the way, it's you know that that's that's like the that's been the uh, common thing going around on Twitter. Uh, just because I mean Tua hasn't been great, but we kind of know brisket isn't good. Brisket, brisket. Yeah, I know. Like, I call you, him brisket. So you get me saying you get me saying all these stupid <laughs> shit. But um, I got you. Yeah, you did. You did. Yes. You know, um, you know, you know, I'm the straight man and you're, you're the Jerry Lewis to my Dean Martin. You know? uh, there it is. Well, yeah. I mean, Dean Martin had a, had a thing for Jerry Lewis. I don't know if you knew about this. Uh, don't ever say that in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Titans. Wait, wait, wait. Where are we? Giants. Saints. Oh my God. I can't skip this, this beauty. So the only thing, I don't know. I mean, 42 total Saints, seven, Saints, seven and a half point. Are the Saints good enough to be seven and a half point favorites, even against the, the lowly New York Giants? I don't think so. Um, this game was actually higher. It was eight. And a lot of people I, I heard early in the week talking about how this line was going to go up. It is not seven and a half. I think you want to lock it in at seven and a half. If you have, if you like the Giants here, I don't anticipate this going up. I think the Saints are a little bit overrated. Uh, Giants probably a little underrated. You know, that that performance last week, I like getting them off of that just god-awful performance last week. Probably should have, you know, they should have won that game last week, um, even though I bet Atlanta. Um, that was probably the wrong side. The Giants were looked like the right side of that game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, my, my betting strategy a lot of times, my model takes just awful teams. I like the Giants in, in, in this game, but um, you, I think you can actually play this as a. I think you can play this from a um, uh, a game stack. I don't love it. I think you can as a as an outside shot. But what I do like is I do like Kamara in this game, though. I think that's probably the guy um, of of everyone here in this matchup. You're going to get a lot of Kamara. I don't love the running game for the Giants right now maybe Barkley's going to start but you know the Saints are pretty good defensively um against the running back so I don't I'm, I'm not in love with that situation um but I don't know if the Giants are going to stop right now it sounds crazy I'm going to bet the Giants and Kamara's going to uh Kamara's my guy in this game but um you know of, of any fantasy pieces I think Kamara's the way to yeah. go and I think you could possibly take a shot Certainly, if you're MMEing it, you can take a shot with some game stacks in this one. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, you, you really, I, I don't target running backs against the Saints, so it really pulls Barkley out of the mix for me. Um, Saints are just good against running backs. They continue to be good schematically against that position group. So um, that is what it is. Um, somebody mentioned Evan Ingram. Man, has there ever been a more embattled sort of player than Evan Ingram? I mean, how do you fucking, you know, hold on to the football, bro? Really? Blew the game for them last week. Man, he, he, oh, this is gross. I don't even know. I guess, you know, you can go back to it for the 3K, but it's pretty horrible. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. Kamara's an interesting spot. 
I think both defenses are mildly interesting. But beyond that, this is a gross one that you are better off leaving alone. Um, Jets, Titans, Titans seven-point favorites on the road against the Jets. Derrick Henry smash game incoming. Um, I don't know that you're ever going to see a better setup for a Derrick Henry smash game than this one. I don't see how the Jets, who are not generating enough offense to put any sort of throw it, don't run it pressure on an opposing def- uh, on an opposing offense, I don't see how they're going to stop Derrick Henry from getting into the end zone one or two times in this game. I just I I guess it's possible. But this is one of those times where I feel like the prop for Henry two touchdowns should be like plus 120. Yeah. I mean, listen, Henry's going to get his. I, I, You don't need to be uh, an expert analyst here. I think where, listen, the Jets have played now three really good defenses. Or pretty good. All right. New England, let's say, is, is no, pretty good. No, they're good. good. No, and the two- Jets have played. This is the worst defense that the Jets have faced. I agree with you. And will their offense look a little bit, a touch more competent? Sure. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. But is it enough? Titans are a good offensive team. They're not the best defense. It's not a good matchup for the Jets here. The Titans offense is good. Um, Julio Jones. I, I don't know if AJ Brown is even going to play this week. Yeah, I, they're going to be without both of them, I think. So Julio- I think that, that's just going to be more of a Henry type of smash. Oh my goodness. If I mean, they're who Jones questionable Brown's Brown's questionable. Pamstring not practice. Yeah. It doesn't look good for either guy. So actually if there was ever an argument to not, but I just, doesn't that mean they're just going to hand it to, they don't have a lot of weapons outside of these two guys and Henry. No, that's it. They're going to use Henry. They're going to use Henry. And I think the game actually is going to be a little tighter than, um, than you think. Well, so I think the, the Jets injury. are going to hang. Jets are going to hang in this game. Um, you know, so I, I think the Jet offense. It's you know, it's not going to look like um, the Rams, maybe, but I think they'll they'll put some points up in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, listen, everyone's going to jump all over Henry here, um, and it's tough to really fade. You can't, you know, he's going to smash in this game. So uh, I wouldn't advise fading it, but I. This Tennessee defense is not very good, right? So the Jets are going from playing some pretty good defense. And that Denver team is better than people think. Um, we'll see. If the Jets, we've said this before with, with other in other situations, like if not this week, then when? Like the Jets need to put it together, put 24 points up this week, keep it within seven, and at least show a little something with this, uh, you know, with, with the rookie quarterback. Let's I, I see wanna, if they I'm going to point out on the Jets, we've got some um, injured wide receivers as well, which could probably elevate the target expectation for uh, Corey Davis here. Um, you know, Elijah Moore uh, not looking too great. So I think um, he, he probably won't play. I think he's concussed. So you're probably looking at a Braxton Berrios, Corey Davis sort of um, maybe Denzel Mims uh, shows his uh, rears, his ugly head in this one as well. But, um, Corey Davis and even uh, Braxton Berrios, playable, playable, playable. I, value. I think they might be nice pieces in a, um, you know, if you have some of these more expensive stacks to to maybe throw in as a as a piece that you can uh, that you could use maybe to cheapen up the lineup a little bit to fit in. Super, some- super, super, super 
low ownership in this game. Um, I don't know if Crowder's coming back. We'll have to see about we'll have to see about that. I mean, but it would also be his first game, like in not having played in forever. So I don't I don't like trusting guys um having been out for a long period of time. Yeah, but, especially yeah. with a quarterback that they haven't that he hasn't worked with. Yeah, it doesn't bode well. I think the, the best spot is definitely Corey Davis, 10 targets last week. Did okay even in a horrible game. So why not in a game against the team that's giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers, the Titans? Um, that should be playing for him ahead. And again, there is that weird dynamic of with both of the wide receivers likely out for the Titans, like kind of how their offense is going to operate. It's going to be really interesting. We don't, we don't, I don't have a prediction for it because we don't know. We haven't really quite seen this scenario play out. Um, but how about, how about Reynolds? How about Reynolds? All right. No one's talking about, man, I just thought of that. You know, that's defense. Min salary, Josh Reynolds. Not even a target all season long. What happened to Reynolds? I thought he was the WR3. Who's the WR3 on this team? Got to check the matchups. Who the hell is the WR3 on the Titans? So let's see. Oh, this is, a, uh, this is an update. Chester Rogers. Oh, it's been Chester Rogers. Okay. And this might be the guy this week. Thirty three hundred. Yeah, you might you might want to mix in some pieces here, but I, I still think no. I mean, just accountable. there's no value if yeah. if if Brown and Julio Jones are off the board, and Chester Rogers is not some new guy. He's been around. He's a veteran. But you know what? We got to pay attention to this game because the Jets have no defensive backs whatsoever, and the Titans are not going to only run the football. So we need this three K type of guy. So let's pay attention to the Chester Rogers and the Josh Reynolds of the world to kind of see what, what we, what we think might play out. I think, I think that's the angle in this game is to maybe get a little taste of it uh, via some of these backup pass catchers, assuming Jones and um, AJ Brown are out that uh, yeah. I mean, Ferkser might come back as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I would like to tight. Yeah. I, I like the tight end a little bit better. And, 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 uh, again, and breadwinner. If Jones does play, I mean, he's got the hammy. He's not practicing today, but if he does play, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, all right. Titans. Uh, 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 here we go. Three elite games. And we've got Ravens, Broncos, close game, close spread, 45 and a half point total, um, 1.0 point. What do you do? You just take the money line if you're betting this? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a formula for it. You're when you get down in that sub uh, sub three, you're looking at a nickel. It's about a nickel per on the juice that you want to. Um, that's about fair. So to go from one and a half to one, um, or from let's say to go from one to um, to the money line. What, what's the money line on this game? I'll do it for you real quick. I, I don't even but, see it here. That's yeah. I don't have it on this screen. But, but whatever. Uh, if you're if if you if you could get better than five cents, then then you want to yeah, take the money line. So that's all. Point. Um, do you think that the um, Broncos are being a little bit overvalued here uh, with such a close spread against the Ravens? You know, the Broncos have been fine this year, but, you know, I think the Ravens are definitely a team coming in that we kind of coming off a win against the Chiefs. Like we, we kind of look at the Ravens as a, a, a very good team and we look at the Broncos as, you know, not a not that bad team. I think we're going to be surprised here about I think these teams are a lot closer than people think. I, I think I mean, Denver's going to get. Denver's not getting the credit because of who they played so far. Baltimore hasn't looked great. You know, they beat a Kansas City team that's that's 
struggling. Um, that, but in I other mean, games, they have their offense has been um, definitely struggling at times. We saw against the Lions that it, they weren't really um, clicking offensively in a, in a game where we we would have thought they would have. So there's some you, concerns there. If you watch the Manning the Manning broadcast on uh, Monday night, start watching those. I will only watch those going forward. I I, I, I really enjoy it. The game, which was the um, the Kansas City game, was which was the Monday night game. Um, right. Was that the, was the Baltimore Kansas city was the Monday night game. Um, you know, in, in a, in a roundabout way, basically Peyton Manning said Lamar Jackson can't, can't read a defense when he's at his best is what, uh, I forget what the offensive coordinator's name is there, but he said, you know, we like to get Lamar up to the, up to the ball quickly and in a play quick and snap it and go. So what that tells me is he's not reading defenses. Teams are playing zone against him. And Manning was saying that, hey, play zone. I think they had Ray Lewis on uh, at that time as well. But yeah, you play zone against against Lamar, and you got to try to um, outsmart him. You play man, he kills you because he's going to run all over the place. And beating, reading man coverage is real easy for a quarterback. Reading zones becomes a lot difficult. So I think that's what they're getting him. I think teams are just playing zone against them. Keep everything in front of you. Let you know if he wants to run, go ahead. But um, I think that's how teams are playing them. This eventually, guys like this who I don't think are great uh, passers get figured out, and um, I I think they're starting to figure them out. We have seen that with um, Lamar Jackson, and and you know coming in that second year, he had that great year. He kind of took the 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 league by storm, but um, you know he's being talked about. I, I think there's that fear with Kyler Murray as well. Uh, I think Kyler Murray is a little bit better of a of a thrower uh, of a of a actual pocket quarterback than what. Lamar Jackson really Lamar Jackson has such a bizarre um football really he throws it really nice but his release is really bizarre he's a strange when you watch him throw the football it it doesn't look um similar to other NFL quarterbacks it's a it's a it's a really strange release and and he's you're you know I think the Manning brothers are right there is a formula for stopping these guys that's why uh, whenever we look at these games and we see a team playing man coverage against a running quarterback like a Josh Allen you're like ooh you know, quarterback rushing yards because they got their back turned to the quarterback when they're running with the um, with the wide receiver in the zone. Most of the defensive backs are facing forward for a good portion of it, so they are controlling those runs. And you know, we're seeing it a little bit. So we'll see if um, your your theory is correct here. And a Broncos team that really we don't necessarily think of as a uh, like a, a very good team um, maybe can do a number on these Ravens. But we we've definitely seen where the Ravens offense has not looked great, especially when Lamar is not able to sort of execute uh, a massive run plan. When it's working out for the Ravens, it's Lamar and Lats Murray and Tyson Williams all doing their thing. But the talent at running back isn't the best right now uh, for the Ravens. So they're just doing it based on scheme and um, advantages in, in the other teams really having to concentrate on Lamar Jackson, which is an advantage in the running game. It doesn't matter who's back there, but... Um, definitely some risks here. Uh, not a game I want any sort of fantasy exposure to. So fuck that game. Bre Breadwinner is right. The Brown dropped about five passes. I think like two touchdowns in that game. Like some of the worst drops I've ever he seen. Actually, and Brown remains. Uh, Brown remains the right guy. Like that's the guy on the team that you want exposure to because he's got that big upside. So I actually agree with you guys here um, very much. Um, Marquise Brown has been a, a volume guy all of a sudden, and it goes back into last season. So. I don't see any of that changing. So, yeah, if we need to take a guy who's a pass catcher from the Ravens, yeah, Marquise Brown. Actually, Marquise Brown, just he's there in a range where you're like, oh, yeah, I can, I can play him because he's got that 20-plus point 
every game upside. Um, all right, a couple other games here. We've got Steelers. Actually, the last game. Last game. Yeah, last game. Steelers-Packers, baby. Um, the hobbled Ben Roethlisberger. Not looking good. Taking on, you know, a Packers team that, uh, you know, I, I love it. It's a DGAF version of Aaron Rodgers. Got the long hair. Got the beard. Doesn't give a fuck anymore. I love it. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing from this Packers team across the board. I think they're going to murder the Steelers. But I want to ask you, six and a half points. It's right at the handle, baby. You you uh, you laying, laying the, the, the points here? Um, I'm not going to bet the game, um, but I... If I did, it'd certainly be the Packers. I, I can't bet Pittsburgh right now. I think Ben's done. Um, the market might be lagging here. Now, the six and a half is almost that I want to suck you in. I'm giving you the less than a touchdown bet with the Packers at home to a Steelers team that looks atrocious. Um, so I don't I don't know. But if I had a lean, if I was in an office pool, I'd be taking the Packers. You know, it's hard to believe a Pittsburgh-Green Bay game is only a 45 and a half total. Um, I, I think this speaks to number one Steelers defense um, having been pretty good, but also their offense really not being good right now. Um, last week, Ben Roethlisberger had to throw to Najee Harris 19 times because his favorite wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, out of the game. This week, we won't have a Juju Smith-Schuster probably be out of the game as well. So we're going to get another interesting one where if Ben Roethlisberger can hang out and be healthy, we'll probably see Deontay if he's in the game for as long as he's in the game, peppered with targets. And if Deontay comes out, you know, you're going to get Najee Harris once again peppered with targets. So there is some fantasy potential here, but you also have to think Yair Alexander will take out probably Chase Claypool, but maybe Deontay? I don't really know. Probably Chase Claypool, but I don't know. Deontay plays in the slot a little more, so he'll probably be on Chase Claypool here. Um, yeah, I mean, Pitt rookie tight end. Uh, yeah, Fryermuth has been fine. You know, he's always playable. But I'm worried about Ben making it through this game, John. I am too. Um, he's he's always been slow, but he always was just – he's he was a guy who two guys would hang on him and he'd make the throw. He can't really do that anymore. So he's taken a lot of hits through his career. Um, and now a lot of the things that made him special are gone from him. Um, so he's a very, uh, very pedestrian quarterback, if, if not worse than that. He's so um, slow. He's, he's just, you know, he lumbers. And um, so a lot of a lot of what he used to be able to do, he can't. So I, I'm, I'm concerned there. You know, one thing, though, the Pittsburgh defense against running backs has been very good. So this could be a game where, you know, maybe they're focused. It's a it's a it's an Adams and Rogers type of a show. This could be a Adams out of nowhere to score you know, 36 fantasy points. So you're like, what Adam, I didn't, I wasn't even paying attention to that game. And then Adams just comes out of nowhere and he puts up his uh, 29 to 36 sort of um, type of game, two touchdowns. It, it can, ha can happen anytime. Yeah. I mean, green Bay's not been great against the tight end. They haven't been great against the wide receiver. We'll, we'll see. I just don't have a lot of confidence in, um, in Ben right now, but yeah, I, I doubt this is going to be the game stack that wins it, but I, you know, it it could be a decent game stack. Uh, po the, the possibility is the, there, but I think it's more. It might be more of a Fanduel, um, you know, like an, a, a Rogers to a Rogers Adams and maybe one other side where Adams gets like three touchdowns or something. Yeah, like the that. touchdown, the touchdown um, upside of Adams is is monstrous every single week. Um, Adams is actually priced below Cooper Cup on Fanduel. 
<clears throat> but you're still the second highest. But I did I did manage to make a lineup early in the week where I was able to squeeze both of those guys in the lineup together. Um, but it required a fate of Derrick Henry. You can't play Derrick Henry on FanDuel this week. It's very difficult because he's well over 10K. And, you know, his pricing is so much more reasonable on DraftKings where he's priced like Kamara. He's thousands above Kamara on FanDuel. So it's going to be interesting, the lineup construction over there. But um, let's wrap it up here. Let's a, a reminder, John, if you guys want John's official plays every single week, he's been smashing the NFL season and the team over at Sharp Bets has been doing it as well. We're still doing the free month promotion when you sign up, uh, when you just download the Sharp app. All you need to do is get this awesome app. We've just added, and we're in the process of really improving the, the, the player props coverage and displays on the Sharp app. So you can really use that to make fantasy football decisions, to make DFS decisions. We're adding a prop finder tool where you'll be able to type the player's name in and get every prop for that player right on the app. It's, it's very awesome, guys. And if you just if you get the app, you set it up, check it out, track some bets, do your thing, you'll get all of our shows delivered direct to the app as well. We're giving a free month of sharp bet service. So you get John's official plays along with a team of incredible handicappers um, giving out their plays, explaining the reasoning. What you mentioned with Anthony, letting you know kind of which side of the bets the, the books are liable on. It's information you really can't get anywhere else if you're a sports better. Um, it's a lot of fun to bet on sports. I, do, I come in there. I do a lot of prop bets as well. I've been crushing it. By the way, I was up nine units last week in MMA. Catch me outside. How about that, John? I know what catch me outside is. Catch me outside. Yeah. You know that one? I do know that one. All right. Well, how about nine units? I know all about that. You're from, and, did you tell uh, yeah, no, yeah. my bets? Did yeah, you real nice me? night. Real nice night with uh, MMA. I was sitting with a syndicate on Saturday night, the syndicate from the UK, and uh, they were on a lot of the same sides as you. So while I do say you are square money, you are pretty sharp money when it comes to the MMA. So, At least that. I get yeah. I get a, a little teeny, uh, tiny, you, you know. teeny tiny compliment. Um, Garrett, the, the prop finder tool is what we are unveiling on the Sharp app. So we've essentially taken that tech. We've done a better job of organizing it. And we that's what's going to be available on the Sharp app. Sharp app's free. You got it. Yeah, guys, even if you're not free a app. sport, even if you're not a sports better, download it. Um, just because I'll use it just to figure out what the team totals are going to be for for fantasy. Um, plus, a lot of the content obviously is geared towards uh, sports betting, but some of it we do. There's a Wednesday night show. The guys have uh, they they talk a little DFS and, and then they talk about their sports bets on the tackle of the board. You're with on there with Anthony Gargano on Wednesday nights. The wise guys, a much the wise guys, fantastic. He's so sharp. He's really yeah. sharp. Yeah. So you're getting uh, you know he gives some really Anthony gives some some far out like big long shot type of prop bets that have been just money nailed Gronk in the first week of the season for two touchdowns uh, had Carolina to win by 19 points. I mean, just cause some crazy stuff. So, and you guys are pretty entertaining. So even if you aren't sports betting, I would definitely check out, just download the, I mean, what's the big deal? It's a free app and it's us. So if you, if you appreciate the show, you know, download it and, and, we uh, and we'll, we'll keep putting some good tools on out on there. Uh, it just takes some time, but we're getting them. More tools coming. So yeah, definitely grab that sharp app. We appreciate it. And leave a nice review, guys, on that app. Like help a brother out. Um, we appreciate that. So we check it out and we'll have some contests and things like that going as well. Guys, that's going to do it for the game plan NFL week four. Um, again, for DFS Army VIPs, I'll be back tomorrow, round table, talking um, GPP strategies for the weekend slate. And of course, on Saturday, 
Players Club, Blue Moon's up. Got to be ready for that. That's the biggest show of the week. Um, DFS Army VIP only. And for those of you who aren't DFS Army VIPs, we're coming back tonight at 4 o'clock. Showdown Breakdown. Non-stop geek in your face. Showdown Breakdown for tonight's... Uh, what? Who's even playing tonight? Jaguars, Bengals, Slaughter of the Jaguars. Joe Mixon night coming up tonight. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, all of those guys. All right, that'll do it. We'll see you next time, guys. Take care.